Welcome to Shockers and Cuss Words, a podcast that dives into self-improvement, completing goals, and overcoming modern-day obstacles. I am your host, Catherine, and together we will address our fears, establish self-awareness, and complete self-growth through honesty and reflection. Remember to please like and share this podcast. Thank you. Hello, 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 welcome, welcome. Hey everybody, my name is Catherine. I am the podcast host of Chakras and Cuss Words and welcome back to Chakras and Cuss Words. Today we are doing a um, little bit of an astrology breakdown, especially for the month of July, but I kind of want to talk about some of the things that happened in June. So for those who are into astrology, you know, I always give the astrology dates on some of the biggest aspects that are happening for the next upcoming month. So Let's get into that space, but first let's do a little recap of what has been happening. So there's been some few stories that have kind of been making way, um, of course, in the month of June. I think we had um, President Trump got indicted. He <laughs> he got himself in a lot of trouble. Um, I did do a a, a TikTok on some of the Republican candidates for uh, the 2024 election. So for those who are into political astrology, I highly recommend you check it out because it has some of the breakdowns of their charts. Um, Mike Pence said he was going to run. So I decided to do his chart and DeSantis. I just kind of give a breakdown of some of the Republican candidates um, who I thought possibly could be the top three. Um, I still think that Trump has a, a good chance. I mean, of course, he's got some, um, he's definitely got some transits that are coming his way that are not in the best benefit. And he also has that indictment that is really not in the best, uh, the best looking out for him, right? But some of the other top stories that happened in June, um, it was kind of funny because I felt like there was a lot of stories with um, kind of like that energy of the mysterious. Like it really got a little interesting. Some of the stories that were coming out in June were actually based in May. So um, there was a story about a family in Las Vegas who said that they found like a UFO in their backyard and the, the family had like footage from this night and you could tell they were really kind of scared. Well, what was interesting is that happened on the Pluto retrograde. It happened right around on May 1st, but it wasn't really taking the whole media presence as um, you would think it would, right? So it wasn't really happening out in the media until about maybe um, 
I would say maybe like the first week of June, kind of right around that time we started hearing about this story about the family and the UFO in Las Vegas. And that happened on the night that Pluto went retrograde in Aquarius. And that was a big, a big, big story. Um, that was a huge story about what was going on with this UFO. And there was actually police, police footage of the body cam of the police talking to the family and saying, Hey, you know, I'm nervous too. And, and there was actually something falling from the sky. So I thought that was very interesting that this happened right around the Pluto retrograde. For those who don't know, um, especially the Pluto retrograde in Aquarius, um, I've done a lot where I said, you know, Aquarius is known for that higher aspect. It's the 11th house energy. It's kind of like that energy where you know that um, it, something might jump off, right? Especially something like out of this world might jump off. So I was very surprised that it was like a different type of energy because I feel like when we were talking about Aquarius season before in the last couple of podcasts, we were talking about how Aquarius season, we were seeing this transition, especially with AI, right? AI was all over the place. It was really kind of taking um, the world by storm. People were being introduced to chat GPT and, and there was a lot of talk about is this AI turning into its own kind of sentinel, um, sentient type creature where it has like its own self-awareness. And it's, it's kind of hard to tell, right? Because there's definitely some elements of AI that feels very realistic, that feels very um, almost like spiritual. And I've done many podcasts about it. I am going to do a deep dive about extraterrestrials and UFOs and the zodiacs and how it kind of plays with that mystical and mysterious energy of the Aquarius, especially when we had that Pluto retrograde and then we had that family having a UFO encounter or some type of creature in the backyard. And um, another thing that happened that happened in May, now remember this happened in May and it wasn't getting any coverage until about June was the four children who got lost in the Amazon jungle of Colombia. And they basically were lost for 40 days. And for those who follow spiritual stories and who follow numerology, 40, the number 40 is a big deal. And I did a documentary, I did like a little vlog, a podcast um, for my listeners where I broke down the astrology of that event. So if you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend you check it out on my YouTube. I also talk about the significance of 40, uh, how it plays into with Jesus, how it also plays into the gestation of life. There's a lot of sacred messages 
in that story. In all honesty, in all honesty, when we talk about numerology and astrology and that area of four, the four energy is really known for like that protection energy and that area of obstacles. So there were a lot of events that were kind of taking place in June that have been um, pretty transitional. But recently, we all, sure, we've all heard of it, right? And for those who are just um, jumping in, this is a live stream um, podcast recording. And this is also um, a live clubhouse room. So if you ever want to jump into any of my rooms, catch the live version, go ahead and do it on clubhouse. Um, I'm under Catherine um, Pacheco on clubhouse. So you could find me that way. And I always have my links in the bio of the show notes when I do do, um, a live stream replay. So we all know about this little submarine or it's not even a submarine. It's a sub missile. I don't even know what it's called. This little submarine that was looking for the wreckage of the Titanic. Well, I'm actually currently right now working on another vlog or another deep dive, as one might say, of the astrology that's tied into this sub missile, this little sub some imposi or whatever it's called, this little baby submarine. So the day that the baby submarine um, <clears throat> went to take off on its journey, there was a lot of transition happening. And I don't want to give it all away for free, right? Because I want you guys to jef- definitely te- check out the, um, doc- the documentary when I publish it probably um, next week. So what we know so far was that this took place right around june 17th was when they started their voyage they started their area of um, conquering this area right we have to remember with this time it was the new moon in gemini the new moon in gemini was actually had a few opposing um it had some squares. It had a a semi-square with Venus and I believe a square with Pluto. And a lot of people were saying that this isn't necessarily a new moon that you're going to want to do big, huge intentions, right? But it is the last new moon of the spring and it is basically the entryway for the new moon into summer. So yes, I say do, yes, do some small intentions, but do I think you need to be creating huge, big intentions? No. And the reason why is because not necessarily because of the new moon facing the squares, but what was also happening that day was Saturn was going retrograde into Pisces. And let's just talk about Saturn for a little bit before we even get into the Pisces element. So Saturn is that energy of big daddy Saturn, that energy of restriction, karma, rules, regulations, and everything that basically keeps shit organized, right, is Saturn. That Saturn energy is very intense 
depth. It, it's, you know, it's, it's the, it's the guidebook, right? It's the regulatory process. You go and get your car smogged. That's like that Saturn energy. We all got to kind of play by the rules. We all got to follow the rules. We all got to follow these, um, these areas of maybe safety and boundaries. And then we have Pisces and Pisces is the water sign. Pisces is also the 12th house placement. And Pisces is known for creating areas of spiritual essence, the conscious state. Also the Pisces is really known for being that water sign. I, I always say that um, Pisces kind of has that higher self energy, that energy that kind of resembles that Jesus-like kind of mystical magic about the Pisces, right? Pisces is also ruled by Neptune, right? Neptune is the deep sea. It's the depths of the deep sea ruler. It rules the ocean. So the day that Saturn, who controls regulations, responsibilities, karma goes retrograde, decides I'm going to kind of like take a nap right now. These five people, these five, you know, it's very sad that one was a 19 year old kid, uh, goes missing to sea on a little baby fake submarine that has no regulations. The CEO the CEO, who was the guy from Ocean Gate, who held on to uh, and created this submarine, basically says, I broke rules making this submarine. I, I broke a lot of rules making this. You know, if you look at it, they had like a video controller. And that area of rules and regulation that Saturn brings says, right around... June 17th, I'm going to kind of kick back and not really pay attention to what's going on, right? And that was the day that they went off for their voyage. And I basically track the astrology and I damn near, I damn near knew what day that at the last final hour, there was going to be some kind of, um, some kind of communication kind of, and I don't want to give it all away because I want you guys to uh, watch the documentary and I want you guys to watch the podcast or listen to the podcast when I bring it out. But we have to remember that right around June 17th was the new moon in Gemini. And then that new moon went to a void course moon where a lot of astrologers don't like to create big, huge intentions. So usually when you are doing new moon, there's a difference between full moon and new moon type magic or type of intentions. When you are using the new moon, a lot of people will tell you, start around the two days before the new moon and then the new moon. But once the new moon has passed, you then, because the new moon usually stays into the new moon phase for about two days, uh, maybe like a two to one days, but in all honesty, you want to let that area pass because then what happens is you either manifest right around that time of the new moon intentions of the new moon 
and then you kind of chill for a second because then the phase goes into a void course phase and it happened to go into cancer another not saying the gemini is a water sign but another water sign one of the most emotional um some might say of the water signs and the cancer is also ruled by the moon so then the moon switches over into this void course moon where a lot of astrologers do not like to create intentions do not like to have surgeries on this day do not like to do big things because the moon is basically wandering it's not really aligned with anything that energetic movement that illumination that moon magic is kind of like at a drift it's at a gone it's it's goodbye and then we also had the saturn and um the saturn and pisces retrograde and what was interesting is right around the time that the moon got out of that um that area with the cancer we started to see some more movement once the cancer actually um we did got different energy alignment with the sun enters cancer then we started to hear more communication about what was going on with this um, little uh, bootleg submarine that was down at the bottom of the ocean. And then I believe it was yesterday on the 22nd where there was a lot of astrology kind of speaking in areas of communication because the day before they announced everything that happened, we had Mercury and Gemini sextile Mars and Leo, which in all honesty, that has a lot to do with connection. And that also has to do a lot with, um, with communication. And it kind of brings that assertiveness out and that aggressiveness with that Mars and Leo aspect kind of make it a little bit more vocal, right? A little bit more of a boost. So I'm kind of, you know, it's sad of what happened, but also the fact that I think some wealth and naiveness kind of played into that, where everything that people might think is um, for them to conquer isn't necessarily for them to conquer. You know, don't even get me started on the ocean. I think that the ocean's its own entity. I think the ocean is its own energy that um that isn't made for us to um take advantage of and the ocean has presence where you can't just go to the ocean and not have any any areas where it's just so loose it's so naive and that's what that saturn energy when it went retrograde kind of you know didn't play it didn't play out because usually even though people have been successful with these voyages but usually there's an aspect about the ocean that you can't fully trust and you have a little jalopy boat that is basically like a rinkadink boat and it's supposed to be a submarine but it had all these flaws and there was no regulations whatsoever and then saturn happened to be taking a nap so that's uh, it's just it's a sad story but when you tie the astrology into it you could kind of see 
why we have that energy of Saturn, why we have that energy of regulation, why we have that energy of movement that um, can definitely move forward into creating good intentions and creating successful adventures. So there was a lot of high energy moments back in June, but we're going to start to get into the astrology for the month of July. The month of July, <laughs> I, will, I will be honest, I was kind of surprised that a lot of the stories that were happening in May were still getting a lot of media coverage in June. And I think that we knew May was going to have these really amazing transits and aspects you know, um, but it it's like it didn't come to surface until June, which I thought was very interesting. And then also in June, we hear about all these weather um, elements and it really, especially with the hail in some city, I believe it was like, I don't know if it was Texas or I don't know, it was some city where they were having like this massive amount of hail during a concert and it was like injuring people because the hail was so big and that really made me think about this the Saturn in Pisces um I think we are going to see some more areas of earth kind of mm, some more like weather conditions again in the month of July um I know there was um that thing with all those bugs <laughs> In like some city where there's like all these crickets everywhere. And I think we are going to see some more weird elements that have to do with the earth. And, and also what's interesting about the month of July is even though the month of July is basically transitioning from a water sign to a fire sign, but I think there is going to be some elements where it's going to affect um, areas of the earth. And I'm surprised that, you know, we haven't had that much of a fire season. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens when Leo season kicks in, right? When we get that fire element, we either are going to have a bunch of fires or we're going to have no fires. But also in June, we did have that big, huge fire in Canada, but it's funny, we don't see much coverage of the Canada thing. We only were seeing a lot of coverage of what was happening in New York and how the skies were so um, just engulfed in smoke. But I think we are going to start to see some more maybe in California, maybe on this side versus over there. But let's look at the astrology for July. So first off, the July is 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 entering in an area where we need to be feeling encouraged. We need to feel a little bit positive and we need to have we can continue to create a lot of success, especially if we had some areas of obstacles in June or some areas where maybe we let go of some of our vibrations. We want to continue to have some full high energy. We want to be living in our state, living in our high energy state. The first uh, week of July, the first day of July, we have a sun in Cancer, sextiles, Jupiter, and Taurus. So that's a pretty optimistic day. That's a very lucky day, especially when areas of communication with the family, but also with the earth. So get back 
back into that earth element of the Taurus, get back into that earth element of success and kind of pick pick your feet back up, maybe shake off some shit that was holding you back in um, June. Also on July 3rd, we have a full moon in Capricorn. And remember, I'm just going to go over the major transits that I think are the most important for the month of July. I'm not going to go over every aspect because I would be here all day. (laughs) So um, we have the full moon in Capricorn happening. Now, this is definitely, even though we do have um, Saturn in retrograde, it is still a good time to create intentions. We might get a little bit more um, energy and be feeling a little bit more carefree, especially with Saturn in retrograde. Um, But that's okay because this full moon in Capricorn, in all honesty, I know some people would say put it around like your image or put it around areas of business or business structure or put it around like your CEO mindset. But I'm going to tell you not to do any of that shit. I'm going to tell you when you are thinking about the Capricorn, I want you to tap into your karmic energy, your energy that makes you feel good when you do something that makes you feel good when you feel that element of the earth kind of like taking hold of you and you're like, wow, I really felt amazing doing that. And I want you to put that energy back into the earth. I also want you to look at maybe planting some seeds, planting some seeds for the long run. So instead of thinking like your public image, I want you to think of you the image of your home, almost like the image of the area that you are at the most. If you are thinking about planting a tree, if you've been thinking about planting something that is going to be there for the long you're going to want to plant big and you're going to want to think big when it comes around the home. Um, so this full moon in Capricorn is definitely somewhere where you are going to want to set intentions. There's going to be a little bit of energy that might feel a little bit unrelatable when we think about some, some of the spaces with um, relationships around this time. And the reason why is because we have Venus in Leo squares Uranus and Taurus. So there still might be like some stubborn energy coming away or feeling a little bit frustrated. And some people might actually be not really feeling like they're able to express themselves in their relationship. So if you're kind of going through it, go ahead See if this full moon energy lets it pass. See if the energy gets a little bit more rooted where you're able to express your areas of communication with your spouse, with your loved one, or somebody that you're in a relationship with. This could also be centered around work since we have this full moon and Capricorn energy. But in all honesty, let it pass. If it continues to go on, then this is going to be an area where you're going to either have to say like this person's going to continue to be who they are and I need to cut ties, like cut them off. Or I need to really re reevaluate, is this relationship working? Also around um, July 9th, we have Palace enters Virgo. And this is like those little asteroids, those little stardust energy that a lot of people forget to um, be centered on because it's not a planet. It's not a major shift, but it is a little extra boost. And when we think about the Virgo, we're going to want to think about mind, 
body, soul. We're also going to want to think about our higher energy of wellness and also some of our daily practices. Also with the um, the Virgo, this is a perfect time where we might be having some changes, especially around our feminine. So if we've been feeling like a little bloated or if we've been feeling like a little bit extra fatigued, this is probably a good time for us to look at our wellness and to also look at areas of how we can improve our wellness. And remember, it's not just physical, it's also mental and spiritually as well. Even around this time, this would be a great time to maybe start a journal, think about buying a journal. If you like journaling, if you don't like journaling, then find something that you can kind of enter into your daily rituals. It could be stretching. It could be um, listening to sound energy. It could be um, having a balance of maybe I won't drink so much soda on the weekdays, right? Or maybe I won't drink so much wine on the weekdays. Honey, that's always, <laughs> that's always my problem. I like my wine, but I got to... I got to not drink so much wine because then, you know, wine can give you a headache if you drink too much. <laughs> okay, so definitely this, this is a time we're going to look at our wellness, right, on July 10th. So everybody kind of mark this on your calendar, July 9th, and then July 10th is a massive energy day. So July 10th is a day we're going to look out for. The reason why is because we have a lot of astrological shifts. We have Mars enters Virgo. Um, this is a, <laughs> this is where we're going to, if we are going to see some areas affected by the earth, um, some energy that maybe, like I said, some fires or some more tornadoes or something that's really playing away with the four elements, which remember the four elements are air, water, um, fire, and now I'm now I'm going blank. Did I say air, water, fire, and earth? <laughs> Duh. So if we see a shift with the earth, if we see that shift, we're going to see it around this time, around July 10th. So Mars enters Virgo. Um, this is also a time where we might be feeling a little bit overly critical and we might be analyzing people and we might be like analyzing ourselves oh, a little bit too deep, a little bit too deep. And remember that we are, in all honesty, our hardest critics. Like we are such our hardest critics. We really sometimes just put, you know, really kind of like put the self blame, do some over analyzation on ourselves. And this could happen, especially with that Mars energy with Virgo. So don't be too critical, like give yourself, give yourself a chance, especially if you are a Virgo sign. Um, if you got some strong Virgo placements, some people do very well with the Mars energy. I talked to this lady um, back when Mars was in Gemini, and um, she was telling me that when Mars entered Gemini, she had the best year of her life career-wise. And some people, and then we look at Donald Trump, because a lot of his problems really started 
around that Mars entered Gemini time. So some people do really good with it. And some people kind of have a hard time with it. Mars is a, you know, it is a fiery planet. It is a spontaneous planet. It is a planet that isn't going to want you to be like sitting around on the couch and eating potato chips. It's, it's kind of like that planet, like, it might be like, come on, you need to do something. And then if you're feeling like you don't got the energy to do it, you know, maybe that energy is kind of feeling like uh, a little bit upshifted, especially with Paulus being in there as well. It might be like we start to get a little critical on ourselves and we start to kind of do the blame game. So let that energy go. Also on July 10th, we have a Mercury in Cancer's opposition in Pluto and Capricorn. Oh, and people, when they hear of oppositions, we have to remember that this energy date, this energy date is going to pass. This energy date is going to go away. But with communications, communications can be very intense. They can also be very like you feel like people are kind of shutting you out especially with that Mercury and Cancer opposing Pluto and Capricorn. So if there's some areas that are maybe being affected with people you work with or even like your boss, this might be a time that you want to definitely think before you speak and try not to let your emotions get the best of you. In all honesty, because sometimes our emotions really take us by hold, especially if you are like a cancer placement, you might really be feeling it around this time. Also on July 10th, Mercury enters Leo. Mercury enters Leo is a dynamic. It's very intense in areas around maybe getting social, also maybe getting a little bit more optimistic in places where you thought you weren't. It is going to be a time that you're going to want to get a little bit more brave on certain things. So that could possibly be creating a um, a community. If you are centered around communication, if maybe you are centered around that entrepreneur space, this is going to be a time for you to know that you have that ability, you have that step to really step it up a notch, get out there and have some fun. Okay, so this, this was one of the big high energy months. Uh, this was definitely one of the big high energy movement days for July. And the next one is just as big. And guys, <laughs> everybody, <laughs> we're probably going to need to do a lot of breath work. And we're probably going to need to do a lot of realization and analyzation of our own self that we're doing the best we can, right? We're doing the best we can. I mean, life is its own little voyage. Life is its own little journey. Like, oh gosh. I mean, today I was like, should I record? Should I work on my documentary? Should I? Should I? And so I usually don't talk about my family too much. Um, I try to keep it a little bit distant, but, um, last night, my, my Sagittarius, my Sagittarius boy messages me and I was asleep, but I wake up and it's like, I was in a car accident. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. But luckily everybody's safe. He's safe, you know, but it's just like high energy moment. 
you know, and of course I'm like, let me check the, the astrology for the day, you know, but even as much astrology as we check, even as much um, of our chakras are aligned, life just sometimes throws us shit. It just sometimes happens, right? And we just got to pick ourselves up and we got to keep on moving. So if you know, you've been in a high energy space that's kind of been getting you, you know, giving you the best punch, you're kind of getting knocking you down a bit. Don't worry, don't worry, you'll get this, you'll get back up, we'll get through this, we'll get through this together, we'll move together as a collective. It's you know, it, times I do feel like times have been getting harder, especially financially. Um, I hope it is going to start to even out um, come winter, but we will see. Um, and I just want to say that if, you know, life's kind of been giving you a big old punch in the gut, we're going to do some grounding and we're going to do some breath work for the month of July, get back into our inner space, get back to, into our inner healing and take this energy and release it and move forward. Okay, so July 17th. So if you are a Aries or have a lot of strong Aries placements, this is kind of maybe like that independent little mm, burst of energy of getting your dreams really structured and moving forward and knowing that you can accomplish so much. We have the North Node enters Aries and the South node is going to enter Libra. So for this Libra elements, for some Libra placements, you might be feeling like um, a little bit stuck in the past, or you're going to have this reflection of maybe areas where you want to reflect a little bit more. So, but for the Aries, this is a time that you're going to want to let your independent rhythm and your own independence really cycle through and just let yourself know that you can dance to your own beat. You can dance to your own melody, even if it feels a little bit different than what you're used to. Go ahead and enjoy it. Make big plans. Make plans that are centered around movement and goals and your current situation. Also on July 17th, like I said, this is a big, big astrology day. We have new moon in Cancer. So for the new moon in Cancer, if you are going to create some intentions for the new moon, definitely don't do any deep sea shit. <laughs> um, no, I'm just, I mean, we still have Saturn in retrograde. So um, if you are going to do some water magic, please do something that is related to cleansing the aura. Also, you're going to want to do it around the home as we have the cancer really resembles that home element, that nurturing element. Also, this is a good time for you to think of new traditions. Now, listen, when we are thinking about new moons, these are a time that we're going to want to create a new intention. And when we think about the cancer, this is a time where it's going to be centered around the home and also around a ritual that is going to be a tradition. So maybe something that you can do 
every new moon. I know for me, a lot of times with new moons, I like to bring in some type of new intention through writing. That's just me. Yours could be totally different. Yours could be maybe cleaning the house or or bringing in some new flowers, bringing in flesh, fresh flowers for a new moon. Because remember, the moon has no illumination. So we're not getting that beautiful moment that we will be seeing with the full moon when the full moon sets. When we have that full moon in Capricorn, we're going to have that beautiful moon circle outside. We're going to have that beautiful illumination where we're going to be taking it in all the beauty. But with the new moon, the moon doesn't have any illumination. It doesn't have that vibrance where we're outside. So bring that energy, bring that new energy of new steps into the home by creating a ritual. Also in um, that day, that exact same day, we have Mercury and Leo squares Jupiter and Taurus. So this, you know, new moons are a little bit different. I always say that people act a little bit crazy when it comes to full moons. I used to work in as an emergency room nurse and we would get the most wildest fucking shit ever during <laughs> during a full moon. I mean, any story you could think of, we probably had it. You know what I mean? It was just intense. And with the full moons, it's a different type of energy. With new moons, we do get a little bit of uh, a kookiness as well, but it is almost in an area where it can be more of an intimidation, also more of an area where um, it feels a little bit more personal versus a full moon. Like a full moon is just crazy. And it feels like it's happening to everybody. But with a new moon, it might feel a little bit more personal. Like maybe there's an an argument. Maybe there's like a lack of um, emotion from us from somebody in the relationship. Maybe you feel like you need to distance yourself from somebody. Also, with a new moon, you might be wanting to clear those um, those areas of the inner circles and also what's happening that day, which is going to bring some areas of where it's going to feel like everybody's fighting or everybody's kind of a little bit argumentative is we have Mercury in Leo squares, Jupiter and Taurus. And when I see the Leo and the Taurus together in a square, that's making me think of maybe some areas of ego and some areas of frustration coming together and kind of like brawling it out a little bit. So just kind of be mindful of that energy. Also, um, around July 20th, there are some aspects that um, will continue to kind of lighten it up a little bit, but not too much because then we have Mars and Virgo opposing Saturn and Pisces, where the angriness and the bitterness and especially if you have somebody who doesn't want to let go of a situation, it's going to kind of come back up. So just be mindful of that because then on the following day, on July 21st, we have Sun in Cancer opposing Pluto in Capricorn. So I'm going to read this to you and I want you to take this as you can, as you will. But betrayal and hidden enemies and hidden enemies oh, when i think about hidden enemies i think of sometimes friends 
<laughs> oh gosh. I mean, I've definitely had some friends who were a little bit hidden enemies. And sometimes that's, that's just because in all honesty, sometimes our energies don't match our friends' energies. And we might have similarities in other aspects, like we maybe work together or we like to go places together or we like to do some of the same things, but that doesn't necessarily mean that our energies like match each other and that these people um, who are quote unquote our friends are actually our friends, but really they are some of the people who have that little streak of jealousy. And this is going to be the time that we might see it if we do have that. And I'll be honest, my husband, the other day, he was like, uh, you have no friends. <laughs> like, I do have friends. I have, I have three really, really close friends that I've had since I was 13. But they live extremely far from me. So I don't have, I do like go out and socialize with people, but for me to be like the, the people that I associate with all the time or hang out with all the time, they're not my best, best friends. So maybe that's why he feels like I don't have no friends because in all honesty, um, I don't No, I'm just joking. But in all honesty, my, my really close friends, live far away and then my other really close friend would be like my sister and she lives far away so i don't know maybe he was just being a jerk off <laughs> i don't know is it just me do you guys have a lot of like friends close by where you're always doing stuff i don't know maybe it's it's just me maybe because i'm doing too much as a podcaster who knows i need to go hit that social circle a little bit more but so if we see this energy of jealousy in the friend circle, this is definitely a time that it might pop up. Also remember that if you are centered off of revenge, oh gosh. And when I think of revenge, I've been, I've been, I've been vengeful. I will say I've, I've been, I've, I've been, you know, an eye for an eye a few times. I'm going to, I'm not even going to lie. There's a part, there's a streak of me that is a little, you know, got that, got that, got that nature in me. You know, I would like to blame my Aquarius stellium and my Saturn and Leo, but there is a part of me that could be very revengeful. It's something I had to work on, um, you know, and not to be that person, not to move out of spite, I guess, right? Don't move out of spite move out of clearing, clearing your space, saying goodbye to toxic energies that fill you with these emotions of anger or fill you with these emotions of wanting revenge or fill you with these emotions of seeking revenge. And especially when we're talking about Pluto and Capricorn, that alone, you know, Capricorn is karma. And there's a lot of Saturn placements who, and as an Aquarius, who was first ruled by Saturn before Uranus came around. Um, yeah, they can be a little bit vengeful. They, they definitely can because sometimes they feel like the karma isn't working hard enough and it's not our job to look for it, right? It's not our job to 
to be centered in that space where we continue to just manifest and want to create that space, we have to learn to release and let stuff go. But it happens, you know, it happens. Sometimes life throws us those stones and sometimes we pick them up and we throw them right back. And that might not be the best thing because that could just get us in some more area of trouble and that could just create some more energy that is hateful and that is revengeful when we need to be looking at energy that's more centered around release and clearing it's staying um, within our own self right within who we really are because usually when the emotions run super high that's our Mars energy kind of picking at us or our Pluto energy kind of saying, you know, go ahead, you can do it. Or your Saturn energy kind of saying, well, if they would have listened you, to you from the beginning, you know, it's their fault. So we have to let that energy space go. Um, and then on the 22nd, whew, it is a good time. <laughs> for your ex to be calling you. No, I'm just joking. Okay. So we have uh, July 22nd, which um, is going to be sun enters Leo. So it's officially Leo season. And then we also have Venus in Leo goes retrograde. And I know the ex calling, I don't, you know, the ex calling, the ex peeking back up always gets noted around Mercury retrograde. But in all honesty, when Venus goes retrograde, that's a lot of times people like to bring the drama um, and also reflect on the past. With this Venus retrograde in Leo, there might be some areas around money that we might be looking on how we spend our money, how we're going to save our money. Also, this isn't a good time to start a relationship. So if you're currently in love, stay in love. If you're currently single, stay single. You're going to want to stay single during this Venus retrograde because we're going to get a lot of egos with this. Um, like I said, it might be the ex calling you back and like with the hey stranger text and you're like, dude, you're a stranger for a freaking reason, right? So don't be surprised if you see that coming up. Um, also, this is going to be a time that you're just going to want to take in your own personal areas of love and let yourself know that you can be the most magnificent partner for somebody. Um, and sometimes, a lot of times we concentrate on that other person, but sometimes we have to concentrate on ourselves. Like, what are the things that I do that maybe my partner doesn't like? Or what it is that um, am I as affectionate as they are or are they push or am I pushing them away? Um, am I clingy? Ooh, honey. <laughs> and, you know, am I accidentally being too clingy? And sometimes that happens. Sometimes that happens. Oh, honey, sometimes it happens. So just kind of let that area of the Venus go retrograde in Leo. Just kind of let it kind of, you know, feel chill with it. 
don't feel overexertly to make new connections during this time. Just kind of like ride it out. But if you are going to make some new connections, just be mindful to look at this person's ego. Also to be mindful to look at your own ego as well. Are we moving with the higher self conscious state or are we moving with the ego state? Also Venus rules money. And with that area with um, the Leo and it going retrograde, don't invest in anything too big. If you're already on this journey, okay, so this is the thing with retrogrades. If you're already on this journey and it happens to close out during a retrograde, that's fine. But you're not going to want to start the journey during a retrograde, especially with areas of money with this Venus retrograde. But if you're already on that journey, go ahead. But this would be a perfect time to actually start saving money if you can. Um, July 22nd, same day, very high energetically um, aligned with the cosmos because the Venus um retrograde begins in Leo and then we have the sun enters Leo. So for the Leos, you might be feeling that burst of energy. Also, you might be feeling like you are in your time, but just remember to definitely um, give some area of self-care, especially before your solar return happens. Then on July 23rd, we have Chiron goes retrograde in Aries. And um, this is a beautiful time, especially with it balanced with the North nodes that we're going to maybe be feeling like that energy where we're going to want to pick back up on our healing journey. If we, if we fell off um, our healing journey, that's okay. Um, allow yourself to say goodbye to certain things in this month in July. This month in July is going to be about saying goodbye to certain aspects and, and that's okay. Certain people, certain events, certain memories, and especially with the Chiron um, going retrograde, just give yourself time. You know, the healing journey takes time. I'm going to tell you, we're never fully healed. And if anybody says that you are, they're full of shit. I mean, I've been healing from all my fucking shit for I don't know how many years now, right? So it takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, get get with a, a coach, get with um, a wellness group, get with somebody that you can talk to, a counselor, um, you know, take that time to really work through it, to give yourself that permission to acknowledge it. It takes time, right? Um, especially, you know, it seems like even though we move past one trauma, there's another trauma. So every day there's a new thing happening. There's a new adventure. I'm not saying that every day is a new trauma, but just every day there's a new movement. So allow yourself that time, allow yourself that permission to give yourself the resilience to be on your healing journey, to accept your healing journey takes time. And then closing out this beautiful month of July, we have on July 28th, Mercury hop-ons out of Leo and enters Virgo. I really like this alignment. 
I love when Mercury is with Virgo. It just feels so at home. Communication feels a little bit better. Areas of the feminine and nature feels a little bit more awakened. It's definitely a time for us to be organized, to solve problems, to get centered with what brings us joy, especially around the home, our feminine energy, and also with communication. So I love this aspect that's happening on July 28th. So that is the astrology for the month of July. Thank you guys so much for coming in this room. Thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging out. And let me see if anybody has any questions in the chat. <laughs> I know folks are not ready for the real reason why the ocean is its own entity and responds accordingly. OMG. That's why you guys got to check out that documentary. Remember a lot of those stories of folklore and those areas of storytelling all come from some center of truth, right? All comes from something. It comes from some magical creation. And, um, oh, I love this, Shannon. Yes, Catherine, learning to love myself has been huge in my healing. And looking back at my past relationships on how I was at those times, my world revolves around uh, that person I dated. Now, for me, it's about sharing my life with someone else and spending time on my interests too. Yes, and I feel like this for the month of July is a time that we are gonna wanna tap into our interests. We're gonna wanna tap into our areas of what makes us feel home, right? Especially as we get ready to shift out of um, the month of July and we start to hit like August and we start to transition into fall where we will be spending more time at home. And you know, with this new summer season, it is a time to really look at new ways to kind of clear out old spaces, clear out old energies, especially if we didn't do it during the springtime. So definitely have that area where we can stay very focused and allow yourself that permission to continue to go on your healing journey and to continue to move with your he healing journey, especially with the nodes switching over as we have the North Node enters Aries. So yes, and we have Chiron goes retrograde and Aries happening in the month of July. So thank you guys, everybody for popping in. Thank you, thank you. Um, I am gonna be around Clubhouse. Uh, Joe's in here. Thank you, Joe, for popping in. So I am gonna be hanging out Clubhouse. I don't know when my... Um, Let's see, I think I'm going to be doing the horoscopes on Tuesday um, in, in one of Joe's rooms, probably around 5 p.m. Or, or maybe like 5.15, 5, 5 p.m. Well, I plan on being around 5 p.m. on Clubhouse next. So definitely follow, um, put the bell on for the rooms and everybody have an amazing day. And don't forget to subscribe to Chakras and Cuss Words podcast. And if you are listening to the podcast, go ahead over to the show notes and click my clubhouse link so you can hear my live rooms. And you can also put the questions of any of your astrology 
or chat in the chat function. So go ahead and do that. And everybody have an amazing day. 